0: Fuck yeah! Oh! All right, that's all. All right, I, I was just in a bad mood, but that's all I needed to get put right back into a good mood. I love that intro video so
1: goddamn much. I know it gets me. Gassed? Yes! Did you say erect? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did. That's so well, weird. I, see, I said, oh, <laughs> said jacked. Oh, you said jacked. I said gassed. A s-
0: gassed.
1: Guest means you're
0: tired, so you're ready for a nap. You're like no, I, was, I meant like,
1: like like fueled up. <clears throat> You know, when you you go to the uh, the local gasery and what do they call those gas stations? Uh, Taco Bell. Oh. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, gas station. Oh, here we go. All right. I'm all gassed up. We started a, we started a little early today, man. How how's it looking with the people out there? Uh,
0: it's it's good. Yeah. Uh, we've got five. Let's do it, baby. Yeah, we're we're 15 minutes early, but uh, I think we'll still hit the mark. We told everybody it. Happen.
1: Yeah, like, these are the folks that come in early for the previews. These are my kind of people. Remember going yeah. to the movies, guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. Hi, everybody, and welcome. <laughs> well, hey. Hi.
0: How are you doing? Welcome
1: to an AEW revolution yeah. priming. A real, a real... gosh, bless America. Matt, you're going to make fun of my, I'm bringing my NHL pronunciation of this episode. <laughs> Ryo Mizunami miming. And I was so excited to talk about her miming this episode. So we got priming. We got miming. We got Cameron Grimes 5 and Diming. Man, we got Bobby Lashley Shining. Oh, all, all the innings, man, in this episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah. We're going to talk everything from the potential dwindling of our Wednesday Night War segment. Oh, no. Uh, the continued rise of the Hurt Business. Oh, God, it just makes my heart all flutter, Man, we're going to take a stab at AEW's Hall of Fame level signing. My God. How many Hall of Famers are we going to have? I don't know. Um, we're going to take a guess at who that person could be. And, of course, I want to hear the people uh, and who they think that's going to be.
0: Yeah, sound and, off now, by the way. Let's put that out there. Comment yeah. who you think it's going to be, and we'll we'll get to it.
1: I'll try and steal your thunder. No, we want to hear what you have to say, and we'll we'll talk it out. And then, uh, Matt, NXT UK putting in some bids for uh match of the early, uh, early <laughs> bid for match of the year. And then... Uh, that women's tournament, oh, mwah. one of our favorite little idioms, the chef's kiss. Mwah. Oh, ho, ho. woo! The finale of that tournament on Wednesday night was glorious. Matt! are you buckled in?
0: I'm ready to go, and so is uh, Cody. He threw in, "It's gotta be Kane." Kate, <laughs> Kane's the big, the
1: bringing in <laughs> the mayor.
0: <Woo-hoo-hoo. laughs> I mean, if you take a look at their track record, it makes sense. Like it's. It's, it's going to happen. I mean, there we is. Know what we should do.
1: There's should a battle, battle, back. battle coming up. So maybe Big Show and Kane will kind of, you know, do a classic and eliminate everybody.
0: So if we go through the timeline, Jericho went from WCW to WWE and then Big Show, right? Yeah. Or was it... So then who came to from WCW to WWE after Big Show? So that is who... That is who's coming over to a Oh, man.
1: Big Papa Pump. He's coming.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Big Bad Booty Daddy coming
1: out. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for Big Papa Pump, man.
0: Yeah, nailed
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man. Could be uh, maybe
0: it's like Goldberg. No, he was pretty late in that game. Trying to. Ray Mysterio? No, he just signed with W. All right. Let's do this. Um. Everybody, head on over to BODpodcast.com and Brothers of Discussion.com to check out everything we've got going on. Mike, our hottest video on the YouTube channel, Matt Nailed It, uh, is uh, the five things to come from Undisputed Era breaking up, uh, so that's still blowing up because they continue to break up week after week, and we'll go over that in the Wednesday Night Wars with uh, Roddy getting his uh, his new theme song. Uh,
1: that's
0: all right. New attire. It's happening. Uh, oh, Cody's got another one. Scott Hall. That uh, It fits the brand, right? Or the idea of what we were talking. Um it does. I, I like it. So somebody that went from... All right. We'll, we'll, we'll table that for a second. We might have uh,
1: to... I don't know. This might take over the show. I want to hear yeah, every I, guess. I, <laughs>
0: this is, the whole show is going to be about who's going to be this, this special guy. If somebody could do the research while I'm jibber-jabber in here and figure out who came after... Jericho and Big Show. Who came from WCW to WWE? Then we'll know. Was it Booker T? Is Booker T coming over, Mike?
1: Matt, you know who else went from WCW to WWE?
0: <laughs> Stoke Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Let, me, let me create a little banner while we're talking here. Um, All right. Oh, wait. I want to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the one we don't use uh here we go all right so uh what was i saying uh it's brothers of discussion on the youtube channel at bod podcast on twitter uh brothers underscore of underscore discussion on instagram find all that garbage there all right uh send us your um uh, aew hall of
1: fame signings yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: AEW Hall. I'm such a slow typer. Here we go. Boom. All right. Scroll across the bottom. Save and show. All right. Send us your guesses on the AEW Hall. All right. I'll show. Let's go over these, Mike. I said that we would score them one to ten. One to ten hot dogs. Uh, If you remember, this is our way of scoring matches in the same vein uh, that Meltzer does uh, only in spirit. Uh, but, of course, there, there's different ways to score a match with the value of hot dogs. Um, for instance, Mike, you could get a score uh, of 16 hot dogs in a match, even though I – oh, shoot, I did just say 1 to 10 boogers. But if you had a score of 16 hot dogs, that is two packs. That's, yeah. that's, that's two packs of ballpark hot dogs. So that that feeds you for a couple of weeks. So you got to – That's a match that you can come back to over the next couple of weeks. Uh, You could also freeze a package of those hot dogs, Mike, save them for a year and come back to it. So there's a lot that goes into grading a match by hot dogs. Way more. I think uh, uh, there's way more fun to be had than just saying, I rate my matches one to five stars, but I give out six stars. Um, I don't know what Meltzer sounds like, to be completely honest. So he sounds like Kermit the Frog. All right,
1: on this show he does. Um, well, this we got to do we got to do a transition here. And, uh, yeah, and then we'll kind of move into some some more positive stuff. Um, well, we uh, had to say goodbye to uh, Jim Crockett Jr. Uh, Matt, gonna let you take it away on this one. I know you had a little little bit of info for us here.
0: Yeah, I mean it was something when this happened. I think uh, if it wasn't for the show busted open, like I wouldn't know a thing. And I have since left. As a fan of Busted Open, I I really hated Dave LaGreca, so I stopped listening to it. Um, But uh, that's one of the things I can take away from it. Uh, Crockett Jr. took over the Jim Crockett promotions from his father, obviously Jim Crockett Sr., uh, 1973, served three terms as NWA president from 1980 to 1991, and eventually began referring to JCP as the NWA. Among the performers who reached new heights under Crockett were, of course, Woo Nature Boy Rick Flair, fellow Horsemen members Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Woo, and uh, Barry Windham. Oh, I guess yeah, we're getting we're getting a lot of mentions here for the Four Horsemen uh, this week on this episode, yep. um, as well as Dusty Rhodes, uh, the Road Warriors, and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Steamboat not Bone, and uh, Harley Race. So <clears throat> obviously, you bring that up. We owe a lot to him. Um, I, I, it's definitely w- way earlier than the generation that we fell in love with, uh, pro wrestling and, and we did, you know, we still love Ric Flair. Uh, obviously we're huge fans of AEW. So everything that iron and Tully, I mean, dusty Rhodes is on that list. So, I mean, we've got a couple of Rhodes brothers to to yeah. uh, that, that we love and, uh, God, I almost said worship. I, I'm hesitating because worship almost came out of my mouth. So let's
1: fill that back little, in. Little Got Friday that word back. There, huh? well, yep.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, probably the Road Warriors. I think when uh, you think about when when you and I were absolutely in love with wrestling as kids, I, I would probably put the Road Warriors as number one on that list. What do you think? Maybe, maybe Nate, because we were also watching Nitro.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Road Warriors definitely resonated the most for us. We we definitely, you know, connected a lot more with tag teams, um, and a and a lot of a lot of tag teams in that that time period were uh, were trying to, um, kind of emulate uh, Mad Max and the Road Warrior, with uh, the padding, uh, kind of the face paint, the attitude, um, and this is the group that did it the best. Um, so I mean, like Crockett definitely, you know, has a uh, a hand in making the best version of somebody who loves Mad Max um, and turning them into uh, professional wrestling superstars. Um, but yeah, I, you know, the other other people that you name, they're they're all legendary. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's uh, one of the great, you know, uh, bookings heads of promotions. Um, yeah, this is this is a loss, and uh, you know, we're gonna you know. Thank him for his, his contributions and uh yeah it's a it's a big part of you know where we are today so you know much much appreciation and love and positive thoughts to the the crockett family there um right for, for losing and, jim and i just to
0: sorry to reiterate why i brought up and the way i i brought it up the way i did is is just to say like i i don't want to sit here and 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 lie to people like i i recognize what crockett has meant to me without me ever watching any of the programs that he produced, so that's that's kind of where I was coming from. So I don't know why I felt the need to say that again, but I always overshare, and that's why Matt. Yeah, that name is synonymous with professional work. wrestling.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. So yeah, right. just
0: um, sorry, that was going to be my terrible transition. Moving on, Mike. We had uh, like like you said. Um, let me. This is this is the banner I didn't want to destroy. A match of the year candidate today. Out of NXT UK, Mike, Kaylee Ray versus Miko Satomura. If you guys have not watched that match, you're you're doing yourself a disservice as a pro wrestling fan. I don't know how how you got to get it done. Uh, if you have the network, go for it. If you're uh, joining Peacock, you're gonna have to wait for Peacock to <laughs> get all set up. But Mike, that figure out your way to watch it because that match is uh, how do you how do you say this uh, un. Can you say unmissable is that uh un it's can't miss let me
1: confer yes it is we'll accept that
0: so the producers are good with that one the the judges
1: both came in we will allow yes
0: all right perfect uh mike did you am i am i do i have the privilege of telling you about it or or do we get to discuss it
1: it was uh it was pretty beautiful man um, okay, good. Uh, there, was, uh, there was a lot of <laughs> stiff competition this week. Uh, yeah. I, I, was, I was really enamored with what uh, AEW put on uh, for their women's division. But, by God, uh, there we were on a Thursday afternoon uh, watching NXT UK just casually put up um, another can't miss, un- unmissable? Unmissable. <laughs> we're going to go with unmissable on that one. Okay.
0: We're good with that. Yep. We'll run it again.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the violence, the competitiveness. Um, those uh, uh, you can laugh at my my hockey pronunciation here, the the gory bomb. Um, but I just, it's such an asset to think that uh, Setamora looks like she's going to be working a little bit more behind the scenes um, to kind of help train, kind of help coach. Um, but for one of her first big um, introductions at NXT UK, her job was to make the champion look. Uh, like a god at god level, um, and she she definitely achieved that. Um, so Kaylee Ray is is probably just somewhere just shaking her head like man, I can't believe what I just did, I can't believe I got to have that match, um, and I'm you know it's it's almost like I, I won't say almost, it's like doing a match with the Undertaker, and the Undertaker takes care of you, makes you just look outstanding in the ring, and uh, Satomura absolutely did that for the NXT UK Women's Champion.
0: Yeah, we're at, we're at 550 plus days with Kaylee Ray. And uh, part of the asterisk that goes along with that on the Wikipedia page is that um, it it's kind of up in the air what NXT UK is, um, what do we want to say, is representing is like her first day. You know, there's also tape days uh, that that could get in there involved. So there's TV days, tape days. So how long is the actual rain? That's where the 550 plus is coming into play, but Mike, you are, you are talking five, 550 plus days. Um, it, you look at Rhea Ripley and Tony storm, you have 44 days and 230 days. Uh, Mike, she's, she's right now the longest reigning WWE under that umbrella champion. Uh, and, and of course, I mean, there, there's so many major brands out there that you would say that she is the longest reigning champ over them. Uh, so this, this is something that if, if you weren't familiar with Kaylee Ray, and you're you're just now noticing it, because of course one of the greatest female wrestler, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, sorry Miko, uh, wrestled her today. I I mean this is it. We talk about it all the time the signature win. We just defined Kaylee Ray that not only does this long reigning champ this 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 championship reign is going to go into the record books but now we're legitimizing her as that pro wrestling talent. There wasn't any cheating. This was a straight up win over one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Now, we're not calling we're not calling Kaylee Ray the greatest of all time. What we're saying here is that this is going to help push her story into like you want to you want to build your your champions like Kaylee Ray with these long range uh, uh reigns into like legendary status somehow. Um or I shouldn't say for everyone, but that would be, you know, kind of, I, I think, probably across your fingers and hope with every champion you have as you try to weigh how do the fans react to this? Uh, where, where's her talent level? Where's his or her talent level? Can they speak on the mic, which we know Kaylee Ray can? So she can work, she can speak. Yeah. Everybody's on board with her now. So give her the long reign, and this is where you give her that signature win. This is where, you know, Drew McIntyre if you really wanted him to go into legendary status, which I'm not saying he's not, you know, one day can't get there. He would have pinned the Miz at elimination chamber and he would have gone into WrestleMania setting up a full year of holding the title with this reign. We'll just pull back a little bit on Drew. (laughs) And we're going to talk about in a second where that's all going, but I, yeah, I don't know how the folks feel about it who's uh, who's listening, but that's that's where my head's at. They've just basically yeah. said Kaylee Ray is moving into legendary status or we're trying our hardest to get her there because if this title reign ends shortly after this, that would completely blow my mind. I think that she's holding on to this for as long as possible.
1: Yeah. Um you know, if we want to put a pin, uh, you know, just put a, the punctuation at the end of this one. Um, as far as Miko, um, like the credit that they're giving her right now, you know what a, what an ordeal is, um, you know, for Kevin Owens to get the Stone Cold Stunner, right? Like he had to get the blessing from Steve Austin. Um, obviously, CM Punk in the near past uh, billed himself as the best in the world, you know, sold T-shirts with it. Um, and then Shane McMahon kind of came in tongue in cheek and build himself as best in the world. Um, you know, with Greg Hamilton with doing the, uh, over the top entrance, um, and for Miko to come out and, you know, basically two matches into her, you know, UK presence, uh, to be billed as best in the world. Um, you know, and, and nobody, you know, second guessed it or anything like that. Uh, I, I, think that's a real credit tribute, um, you know to all the hard work she's done over her career, and uh, pretty cool that she got that moniker, uh, from WWE, who's who so staunchly wants to cling to you know a little um uh like phrases and titles like that. So, um, definitely, definitely a big rub for Kaylee Ray to topple uh the best in the world. So,
0: uh,
1: yeah, it's my final thought on that one.
0: And I, I do want to challenge everybody if you haven't watched it yet, um. The gory bombs were were, were perfect tonight. Uh, the reverse gory bomb into a power bomb by Miko Satomura was probably my favorite move. And the the move that really got me like on the edge of my seat was this cart what, cartwheel into a spinning leg drop from Miko. I just like I I don't always take notes, Mike, as you know when I watch wrestling matches. But I was like, holy crap! <laughs> like, how do you? Th- I mean, that's it right there. That's how I'm I'm saying. Like, this listen is, to this you, is a difference man.
1: You sound like Excalibur over there, calling some play-by-play. That wasn't uh, any. That wasn't uh, any uh, Michael Cole. Look at this maneuver. Look at this move. My God, what a move! That's Instead, usually what I say. <laughs> transition into the gory bomb into the power bomb. I love it, man. Um, that moves us into our next little wrestling nuggy here. Um, it might be just a short bullet point here, but hopefully it's not true. But the the little birds, if you will, are, are starting to get out, and uh, they're all aflutter that this might be the end of the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, Matt, heartbreaking stuff. Um, I think we, uh, we like doing our segment. But, uh, you know, for us, um, you know, trying to, trying to talk with the, you know, internet wrestling community, it will make for a much easier, um, you know, dual presentation uh, for the two of us to talk about each show. Instead of what we do now, where we kind of, you know, one have a specialist for each one.
0: I feel like there's there, there's people that are like, wait a minute, how are how are they watching both sons of bitches? This, All right, go ahead.
1: This coverage is seamless. I
0: don't understand how <laughs> they do it. Um, <laughs> Literally, like right on top of each other, we have tweets about whoa, best match of the night.
1: <laughs> go ahead. That's a lot of tweets, Um man, <laughs> It feels like this is uh, overdue. As um, unfortunate as it's going to be for our significant others to add yet another night of wrestling, because the rumor is NXT is going to move to Tuesdays. Um, I gotta think that WWE has just been getting shellacked, um in the in the viewership. I, th- I think they've maybe won a week or two, um, but AEW's just you know getting stronger, kind of building more momentum, starting to get more cross promoting, you know with uh, Promotions from all over the world uh, coming to wrestle on TNT. This, for me, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to gloat. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't gloat if I was AEW because, honestly, what's happening is the people who are watching All Elite Wrestling on TNT on a Wednesday night are probably the exact same people who are going to watch NXT on a Tuesday night on USA. Um <laughs> so i know the aew's been winning the ratings war um but i gotta think once the shows are on separate nights you're i would i would be pretty stunned if we didn't have almost identical viewership on tuesdays and wednesdays Matt, um do you agree with that point or no
0: i think if these guys were finally going to break the million viewer mark this is what's going to do it i mean uh you you see people throwing shade uh, that Shaq couldn't get AEW into the million. First of all, folks, <laughs> shut <the fuck> up. <laughs> who gives a flying fuck? But for these businesses, uh, like as a fan, I, it's there. It's on TV. They have their co- They're not going away. They're they're still like the top rated shows on those channels. So you don't have to go. Well, oh, if the Viewership goes down. My wrestling's gonna no, it's fine. They're like the top-rated shows on that channel. They're not gonna say, Oh, I hate
1: all these viewers. No, it's not happening, it's fine. I've never it's stop that like that brand loyalty for wrestling promotions is insane <laughs> to me. Like, I've never seen somebody like chowing down on a whopper and being like eating a Big Mac, Pff, <laughs> my, my sandwiches, ketchup and mayonnaise. What are you eating, Thousand Island? <laughs> Like I've never seen that before. That's the kind of uh, just vitriol that the two <laughs> like opposing bases have for each other. Uh, they both sign old people. They both have non-wrestlers wrestle. They both have people in the mid-card that you'd like to see at the top of the card. Uh, they both could do more for minorities and women in wrestling. It's it's the same shit on different channels. Um, It's just, you know, some of the You know, you might like some of the characters Particularly more than the other But I don't understand The brand, like the fierce Brand loyalty Yeah, like
0: What's funny is it's our brand, right? Like our brand is like Make fun of both of these Because neither one is perfect So all we're doing is hoping that people Fall under our brand, which is Hate them both uh, And have fun
1: Yeah (laughs) Um, I would definitely take uh, the comedian approach from Watchmen. I mean, it's it's all a joke. It's okay. We we love both. We get mad at both. I, I you know, I might watch one more than the other if it's given me more entertainment value. But these, co- I don't care about a corporate entity. You know, and I know what they're doing. We've talked about this ad nauseum, man. Where it's it's a circus, and some people in the circus like to watch luchador wrestling. Some of them. You know, want to watch a song and dance? You know, with Jericho and MJ. Sometimes you just want to watch, you know, f- you know, five star, you know, work rate matches with you know, undisputed era and Finn Balor. And sometimes you want big meaty men slapping meat. All <laughs> those things are on the table. It's okay. I don't yeah. understand.
0: Uh, Amy's Amy's checking in. Uh, Amy, how are you doing? Love you, Amy.
1: You sweet angel. How are you? Uh,
0: brand loyalty is for the brain dead. I <sighs> it. You know what? What's I, I'm for some people this it, it might hurt you to to hear that, but that's essentially what's going on. Is it's all you know? It's all PR. It's all marketing and trying to tell you how to think. So just listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna tell you the right way to watch pro No, I'm kidding. We're not making uh, anybody.
1: Yeah,
0: I did. Uh, Cody, as we said, we want to hit on these throughout the show. Uh, Cody threw out another one. I, I'm. <laughs>
1: Sid? You psycho, psycho Sid?
0: <laughs> oh no! I got half the brain that you do. You, you.
1: <laughs> that poor guy. Uh we're live, buddy. He's just infamous. And, yes. No,
0: I and I think if it was Big Papa Pump or Sid, I think that is the home run I need from AEW this Sunday. If That's
1: I, did, I I would be like, fuck this. What if
0: it's both of them? (laughs) No, it's both of them. They're going to start a tag team. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, that would be wonderful. Uh, Also, Amy, Amy, throwing. Yeah, also, Amy, we got to hear some more of your guesses of the Hall of Fame signing that AEW has planned for this Sunday's $60 pay per view. You don't want to miss that. Amy threw out
0: the, uh, the perfect guess, obviously. Oh Mr. CM Punk.
1: <laughs> hey, Amy knows what's up. Uh, yeah, that, you know what? You know what? You you don't want to be the person who says CM Punk, but when somebody else says it, you're like, you know, that's a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a no, good we idea. know we know you're kidding, Amy.
1: Uh <laughs> I, I do want to Wait a, a minute. Right. I thought it was a good idea. What are, what are you doing over here, man? Come on. He still got it. A little go to sleep go- action, go against Kenta and a go to sleep match. Oh man.
0: My, my favorite thing to happen uh, today on Twitter, yeah. uh, number one was CM Punk did a QA and a on Twitter. And he said, uh, send me your questions. It was like hashtag ask Punk or something like that. And yeah. then, you know, said, <laughs> to like a sign off, instead of saying like, you know, Phil or something like that, he said, it's not me, period. <laughs> <laughs> like... Kind of like, all right, people, don't – I'm not doing this. It's not me. Uh, But the other one was Batista last night. Everybody was tagging him as the uh, supposed Mm -hmm. Hall of Famer. And he tweeted out, like, this business needs to figure out what retired means. Or come up with a different word, and then it was just like I think he put like shaking my head or something like that. Like it's just, people are so crazy with this stuff. I I saw those both of those from uh, comicbook.com, and I was like, okay, they need a new writer. Um, I'll send them my resume, and they can have actual wrestling takes on their
1: show. <laughs> they, would, they would their their numbers would tank, Matt. All I want is clickbait. CM Punk vs. Batista confirmed for AEW Revolution. Um, so yeah, we uh, we finished there with the potential end of the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, Matt, as far as like a signing goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to this point real quick. We're gonna come back to yours, uh, but so we have this um, Shaquille O'Neal appeared on AEW, and I wanted to talk about it just in our nuggies because. By God, he did not embarrass himself. And I I feel like we're getting spoiled with uh, non wrestler celebrities uh, parachuting in and not, you know, setting the world on fire necessarily, but, you know, doing a pretty serviceable job. Um, I think when Pat McAfee had less than a negative, uh, you know, 10 hot dogs match against Adam Cole, and it was actually. Not just watchable, but rewatchable. watchable uh, We were all kind of stunned just trying to figure out, my God, what, what is going on? You know, uh, Bad Bunny came out and didn't embarrass himself on a splash. Um, and then Shaquille O'Neal. Um, you know, into his late 40s, uh, you know, he's got that old 380-pound, 7-foot body that's been taking a bruising. The guy's had so many knee surgeries in the NBA, uh, missed, you know, years of his career. Uh, where he would not play the whole regular season and then try to just you know duct tape it back together stone cold style for the playoffs took a bump took a wrestling bump uh, off the apron through a table um for everybody's delight and then he corpsed uh for the last three minutes of that match while uh uh jade and uh red velvet went at it in the ring for the finish but man i got i gotta ask you because Shaq, I, I think he did a really good job. Um when I I'm gonna ask because it's too hard to rank him because there's too many. So I'm just gonna ask you like when you think about a celebrity coming in, kind of who comes to mind, you know, what do you kind of expect from this person? Um and what's up with this new um precedent in recent history where these guys are not embarrassing themselves. So who comes to mind when you see a celebrity entering the fray?
0: Who comes? Wait, that was so many questions. Who comes? Who comes to mind as like a celebrity that would be good at wrestling or
1: bad at wrestling? Like they, they, I, I I guess, like this whole experience. Yeah, there's kind of a delay. I don't know if you missed it there, but um, yeah, Yeah, there's there's a delay between our conversation. (laughs) Yeah, shit,
0: uh, this is gonna get so confusing. uh...
1: (laughs) Shit. check didn't embarrass himself and i mean uh you can go back to what was it wrestlemania one or two when mr t came out um i mean what do you what do you kind of think of that new um relationship that wwe is having with their celebrities or you know wrestling in general we'll say that
0: um yeah. Wrestling in general. Right. Uh, I mean, I think we're pretty happy with what we got from, uh, from Pat McAfee. Um, I mean, there were, there were those conversations when like Hugh Jackman was around, like he loved pro wrestling. He, he's friends with the rock. And I think he actually wanted to be a part of it. And I think like insurance gets in the way, uh, cause those you know, those actors have to be insured to make sure that their faces stay pretty and that whatever they're doing for, you know, future films, uh, you get like Hugh Jackman signing like a 20 year deal with, uh, 20th century Fox to be Wolverine and he's got to stay alive. So, uh, he can't get any injuries. We see the rock comes back for WrestleMania and he has all those problems, uh, with his tum-tum. So I think the change is that we're seeing athletes, uh, who don't, they don't need to look good. Uh right. They they can get messed up. I think that's part of their brand is uh, Pat McAfee is already an ugly, you know, mother effer. Uh Shaq's not ugly, but uh like if he got messed up, I think it would add to his character on TNT. Like I, I'm just saying, like TNT's not gonna go, whoa, you're not you're not talking you're not talking basketball anymore. Uh look at look at that face, man. You got you got all messed up. You're you're done. So if they can stay in that realm, I, I think I think they'll do good. Like, stay away from the stunt guys. I think we've all seen the the tales of uh, Stevo uh, getting the shit kicked out of him by uh, Umaga because he was supposed to stay down, and Stevo didn't know that, so he kept trying to stand up. Uh, so, you know, stay away from the stunt guys. But uh, athletes, I think, get it. I mean, we've seen them all hold like championship belts when they when they win. That look like WWE titles, so they they get it. I mean, uh, Shaq too. Like we know he loves pro wrestling because uh, if you go to like his Instagram, I think the first thing is actually him hanging out with Drew McIntyre. So, um, or it's you know it's it's in there. I think it's updated since, but some people are giving him a hard time that he hasn't shared anything on his Instagram about AEW, but he had Drew McIntyre on his Instagram. Ah, uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> back to brand loyalty. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you, you see where I'm coming from though, right? Like it's uh yeah. we start to get closer to having athletes uh kind of take over that that idea of having a celebrity come in. And I think there's enough humans right now on social media that um you you know, you don't you don't need Tom Cruise, uh, even though he's, you know, globally a legend. Uh but you can still have a million people retweet whatever. Shaq does. So that, that still does good, good marketing work. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: uh, I, all you right, know, I, I Amy, just, I,
0: Amy's thrown out there. She likes the Hugh Jackman. And then, uh, Tom Brady is all
1: elite. <laughs> <laughs> that I would love to see. Um, I, 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 think I would enjoy that more than whatever, whatever WWE is trying to do with, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Gronkowski. That was, uh, that was really cringeworthy. Um, Yeah, I I just thought I was impressed with Shaq. You know, they didn't ask him to do too much, but he didn't look out of place. Uh, I don't think he was at quite the Pat McAfee and David Arquette level. Um, But, you know, he's kind of at like the Carl Malone level. You know, Carl did pretty good with uh, DDP against, you know, Rodman. Um, Yeah, it was was fun. It was a a, a fun segment. It opened the show. It wasn't the main event. And uh, most importantly, it got the men out of the match. And uh, let Jade and uh, Red Velvet cook, get that match uh, closed out. Um, but um, the other thing, Matt, because I know we want to move into Tony Khan, we want to talk about Wednesday Night Wars. Got to talk AEW Revolution. It's just the monumental uh, victory. Bobby Lashley wins his first WWE Championship. Um, this uh, this is this is really exciting news there's probably better ways to do it. I think a lot of us wanted to see Bobby get his big moment, you know, on a, on a pay-per-view. I don't know if, you know, WrestleMania, I don't think anyone would have complained to see Bobby get his, his moment there, but uh, definitely kind of a bummer. He, you know, didn't get to have the crowd uh, much like McIntyre. Um, But uh, Matt, where do you see this rain going? Um, Do you see him kind of running the show on raw for uh, the foreseeable future?
0: I think that's what you and I both want. I think whatever Bobby has going on, I think it's going to turn into a storyline that's going to end end his reign. But, you know, keep him in the main event picture uh, after after WrestleMania. It, it is something, too. Like, you see those long reigns recently, and it's been, uh, you know, Kofi and uh, and Drew McIntyre are the longest ones. Um, I guess Roman is actually... You know what? <laughs> I was gonna say you see the faces holding on to the title, but Roman's gonna hold on to his forever, so that doesn't really make sense. But um, like that—that's—that's that's the thing—is that I expect WWE to do that, but I would absolutely be fine. Like the Hurt Business has been our favorite faction, I think, of the last couple of years. Um, like I mean, tossing everything together. Um, this is probably yeah. the best faction of wrestlers since, should we say, like the Shield. Or no, because undisputed era is up there too. So it's like hurt business, undisputed era, maybe yeah, maybe then the shield, and somewhere you got to fit in Bullet Club. Even though like we recognize it as huge, but you and I have never really been huge New Japan fans. So it, it, that, those are all mixed in there. And I think Hurt Business is at that level, especially with MVP at the helm, you know, like doing all the talking. Um, yeah. It's it's a perfect combination of dudes, and I think that they could they could roll. Uh, they could go as long as they want, and um, I I don't I think I think if there was one change to the hurt business is I would help Bianca Belair tell her story. That would be my one addition. I think she would fit perfectly with that. I think she has a great attitude to fit in with those guys. Um, and I you know I know we know what MVP is is, is all about in this. Um, like we know what the the start of this faction was was to make sure that he was doing the work to ensure that black athletes were getting the the um, right amount of TV time that they should. And then all of a sudden, Mike, the Hurt Business has like 10 segments every show. So I like this idea that that he's going to take the black athletes that WWE has not done a good enough job in supporting and put them on a higher pedestal. So uh, I throw that caveat in there in case anybody was going, oh, he's just picking Bianca Belair because she's black. I mean, that's what MVP's goal was. That's what he's trying to do is make sure that the guys who who are good enough to be on TV are represented properly. And I think that's what we're fans of too.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen uh, Paul Heyman kind of take some folks like uh, (laughs) the Beast. (laughs) Who uh, you know are not that skilled on the microphone, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and uh, you know elevate them to world beaters who got to annihilate John Cena um, in a in a you know ten a ten to fifteen minute squash. Um, oh, Cody, love that idea. Titus getting uh, getting the hurt business rub. I love that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know MVP saw um you know uh, uh this this missed opportunity uh, you know where people weren't noticing something that was you know special and it's literally been employed by WWE twice uh where these guys were you know the hot young thing and then they never really got the rocket strapped to their back um they got re-signed and MVP just made it his goddamn mission his goddamn mission to get over Bobby to get over uh the gold standard um to help Cedric and please recruit Ricochet I'm so tired of watching that guy get annihilated every week, um, uh, at the behest of whichever heel they wanted to, you know, get a push to. Uh, uh, Ricky O'Shea, please, uh, if there's applications, be, fill one out. It Rindling. would just be so
0: funny to hear the conversations in the back where uh, M- MVP is, uh, you know, sending everybody to the moon, and WWE is like, "Whoa, we can't." Hey, hang on! Wait a minute! Slow down there, MVP. Every everybody can't you can't strap everybody to a rocket and send them to the moon. Just hold hold on. But you know, MVP is probably back there making that claim or doing something that, you know. He, he wants this faction to be huge, and he should. It could be humongous. I think the Hurt Business could absolutely run run this company. Uh, and uh, so far it is. So far, we're doing good, but you know, it could do more. And uh, yeah, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there aren't a lot of factions right now that, that are, um, you know, both genders, Uh, retribution, uh, with reckoning, uh, if you want to say the butcher and the blade and the bunny, I guess. Um, but yeah, this would be a great spot for, uh, maybe reckoning to, uh, you know, maybe get some wins, um, and jump ship over to, uh, the hurt business. Uh, you know, same with, uh, Bianca Belair, but, um... Yeah, she's just doing so much good work on her own. Um, they'll probably let her kind of see where she can take herself uh, before having her align with uh, the Magic Maker uh, MVP. Um, but let's do this, Matt. Tony Khan really, he, he just ignited Twitter. Um, he ignited uh, you know, all the disgusting Reddit threads. He had uh, Paul White come out there in his brand spanking new No BS t-shirt uh, for No More Big Show. Um, and Paul White got to come out, uh, you know, look at us smiling, Tony Schiavone. Tony was beaming. Um, he, he was so excited to be talking with, uh, my God, it's the Giant. Um, he looked so excited to be looking up to one of his his, his buddies from WCW. Um, and Paul White announced that a Hall of Fame level signing is coming on Sunday at Revolution. And he also warned, it's not who you think. Um, so, Matt, I just was going to pose three questions to you. I was going to say, your most realistic signing, the most fantastic signing, and then, you know, just something that, you know, it's not that it would be a bad signing, but it's not one that, uh, you know, would maybe, uh, you know, wet the old noodle, as we like to say on this show, a a noodle wedding signing. (laughs) So, Matt, uh, what would be your not, like, you'd have a dry noodle if you found out, you paid 60 bucks to find out, fill in the blank was the newest member of the roster.
0: Well, let me, quick shout outs here. Wrestling plugs here, snack cakes and wrestling. That's what, uh, that's what we do best. Thanks for wrestling plug. Who knows us so well. And uh, Greg is actually doing some research for us. I was going to, I can't, it's so big. So I got to, that's what Greg typed up. Let me hide that. <laughs> I'll read it here. Uh, he did throw out there Jericho signs with WWE in June 99 debuted uh, August 9th, 99. And then he throws in this wonderful fact. He said it's a fun fact, but it's it's a beautiful fact. Uh, I, I can't find a good enough word. Uh March 26, thousand one, Jericho portrayed Doink to perform an ambush on William Regal. I it's just a heartwarming fact. It's so okay. Uh Mike, Tony, uh Tony Compound White announced okay, most realistic. Ready? I I I'm gonna go most realistic, most disappointing, and then most fantastic. I think that's that's a better way to sell this. Uh Mike, most realistic. Now, you could say anybody's a future Hall of Famer. You're just building up the guy before he's even here. So I think some people might roll their eyes. Uh, I think we know that he did some good work with Bobby Lashley. Uh, So I've told half the story here, obviously, Mike, after throwing in Bobby Lashley. Uh, I'm talking about Leo Rush. I think uh, most realistic, I'm putting him in there uh, as, yeah, I think, I, I think it's somebody that's exciting. Uh, it's so it's, it's the difference between, like you said, I I think my most disappointing is also realistic, but I think Leo Rush is actually fun compared to who my most disappointing is, which would be Ethan Page. And a lot of people have been throwing out Ethan. Um, he's fine. It's just something for me that I, I, I wouldn't say I've I've never been like a fan of his work because I, you know, we we see his stuff popping up all the time. We don't we've never made a point to watch the show that he's currently on. So, I can say that, and that's probably why it's pretty tough for me to make a connection of like excitement with his name. But uh, I just think there's so many different options out there that would be fun. So, for it to actually be Ethan Page and everybody like that's probably the most realistic but I'm putting him as most disappointing because while I think there's other realistic options, he's probably the biggest fart in the wind for me. Like, I'm just going to go. Okay. But it's, it's for that. It's for the Twitter Reddit wrestling fan that never turns off pro wrestling. Um, It's not for me. That's probably where that lies. Now most fantastic, Mike, most fantastic is Alistair Black and Selena Vega coming in. Boom. That Oof. That is your most fantastic pickup for AEW. I think that would be that would be awesome.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would uh, really like to see that happen. Uh, <laughs> we, got,
0: we got some more picks, by the way, too. I'll just flash them up here.
1: Oh, Cody dropping a Shockmaster on us. Cody, you rascal, get out of here at that Shockmaster stuff. What are you doing? Uh <laughs> um, I'm going to say, um, it's not that it's disappointing. It's just the way that, uh, Paul white kind of alluded to it. It sounded like this is somebody who might actually wrestle, um, and not, um, you know, like, like Paul is going to take on a commentary role for the most part. And he might do like a sting match, right. Where he's, he's not the focal point. It'll be a street fight. So it's, you know, technically less risky than an actual wrestling match. And that's, that's where I might say that disappointing it. And only, I love him. I just, I know what his, you know, limits are at this point of his, his career and what his body's going to let him do. And it sounds like a spot where Mick Foley would want to come in. Um, you know, you would get to have one of the, the great, my God, uh, hardcore legends of all time, um, you know, weighing in, uh, being a voice, you know, in the locker room, coaching, promoting um and he's definitely a guy who right now feels like he's straddling the fence and just you know cheering on wrestling you know in any capacity um in his social media account um so i i would say that 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 is you know one of them that just because i know he's not gonna wrestle that i could see um for me most realistic (sighs) he's been putting out a lot of content of him looking ripped shredded Matt it, it when they say hall of famer for me that doesn't scream that this is going to be a guy in his 20s or 30s it screams a guy who's in his 40s and maybe 50 and matt that's where i'm throwing in oh no it's gonna be kurt angle oh no and i love kurt um you know we saw what he did uh when he went to impact and You know, when he tried to wrestle in his return to WWE, he just, you know, couldn't turn his neck. But by God, the enthusiasm that guy has for the business is, you know, unparalleled. And man, I gotta say, the most fantastic. And it's only because I did a little digging. And technically, his contract lets him travel. (laughs) Technically, it lets him travel. (sighs) He's he signed. He said he wanted a lifetime deal with this. One promotion, but the contract says he can travel. Matt, if we are gonna keep going all in with Kenny Omega, um, I would love to see Kota Ibushi uh, make his way in an AEW. That would give uh, is. I love Elster Black. This would give me a mega popskey um, to see with this guy to let him start yeah. cooking on AEW, getting him every week on TNT. And really let, you know, maybe a, a, a demographic that hasn't watched a lot of Japanese wrestling just have their minds blown by the athleticism that is Kota. So he, he did commit his loyalty to staying in Japan, but his contract allows him to travel. It's a possibility, And we know he's got, you know, some pretty deep friendships, um, you know, with uh, the elite for sure.
0: And I, I think, too, like, the relationship with Kenny Omega, it, like, of only Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, like, that would be something where I know they want to work together again. So For sure. Um, I mean, there's, you know, there's fan, there's fan art that's probably, you know, a little less than... I guess that less than G-rated sounds like it's for babies, but it's the, uh, the other way. <laughs> um, it's just, you know not yeah it's it's not we're not gonna post it right now because we're gonna get kicked off YouTube. all right mike um quick mention if you guys haven't watched it yet uh one of the things you mentioned earlier was just that there's so much wrestling out there there's somebody something for everybody so if you guys want to see one of those titans clashing like two giants going at it uh i just want to you know we're talking about monday night raw right so who's who's not hearing about what's going on on monday night raw but make yeah. sure you guys check out McIntyre and Sheamus. I'm putting it that way because there's probably a better conversation about is this the end of their rivalry or not? But we got to move on. So. Uh, yeah. It is time, Mike. Before we do match card for revolution, let's get into the Wednesday Night Wars
1: from August nineteenth. All right, I'm gonna All give right. you the victory this <laughs> Still week. Still got that video. I loved AEW, loved it. Except the main event, I was kind of like, oh, this made it. Well, okay. So uh, what we're gonna try to do is, uh, you know, try and try and keep these within, uh, you know, ninety seconds, two minutes. Uh, For each contender, one, two, three. Um, And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, here we go. Matt, moment number three for all elite wrestling. Um, It was FTR and Tully effing Blanchard against Jurassic Express. Uh, Matt, Tully was out there in the most glorious Ernie McCracken gear you've ever seen in your life. Uh, I'm pretty sure he (laughs) had a bag of his morning coffee in the backseat of his car. Uh, but I really wish they had the big come over for Tully. Let him really, you know, as he starts hitting a little offense, you know, get the wiggle going, wiggle the hips. Uh, but yeah, they they, uh, they protected him, obviously. Um, FTR just put on a, a highly entertaining match. Uh, the Luchasaurus got to give Tully a tail whip kick. Um, Excalibur fell out of his chair on that one. It was, it was a pretty amazing spot. Um, and the right team got over because we're still trying to push FTR to the top. Uh, the Jurassic Express, I like them in the chase. I don't need them to win this match, Matt. We got to see Tully in all his, his glory uh, come out in the red. Um, and, Matt, we got a return. My God, who doesn't love a good return in wrestling? Sean Spears, still employed. Um, I know he's been out there doing his uh flatback uh, wrestling school. But uh, I miss that guy. That was... I- I- I want to see him wrestle some more. And uh, he got to come in, <laughs> give Kelly the assist, and uh, whew, it looks like we might be getting a new four horsemen. I don't know, man. We had uh, Arn Anderson came out and literally rubbed his chin like, oh, I see you. Maybe I'll get out there and mm-hmm. join the other old fellers and get the horses <laughs> together. <laughs> Look,
0: Sean needs that. Uh, uh we don't usually go back and forth but i i yeah. took the time to make sure i i watched all of dynamite this week that yeah. to be what it was sean spears i'm sorry he needs this four horsemen tag to his name because that was totally ethan page coming out as the the hall of famer on the sunday at revolution i was just like okay cool i just all
1: right i i i want him to come, i want him to make it i I'll never forget, you know, on a 10 count for the referee, somebody outside the ring and everybody going 10, 10, 10. I wanted him to get over. Matt, moment number three of next extra time wrestling. What do you got?
0: All right, Mike, this, here's the thing. People might have rolled their eyes when they heard you say that NXT won, but this was moment number three, Mike. And that's how juicy this night was. Finn Balor, Roddy Strong, going at it. Uh, Balor wins by pinfall. Like, this match was fantastic, and it had me thinking, like, um, I got some pushback on Twitter, but the thought I had after watching this and seeing how amazing Roddy is with the suplexes, the the pure strikes, uh, I mean, he's just all over the place. We know he's not – his voice isn't super great for promos because it's a little nasally, a little whiny. Which, just again, we come back to casting all the time. Like, can you really cast this guy? Uh, Is he really going to beat up Drew McIntyre? (laughs) Bobby Lashley? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, it had me thinking that um, the (laughs) Undisputed Era might have been underutilized this whole time, where they focused a lot on tag team wrestling, which is good for the tag team division in NXT. But Adam Cole, Roddy Strong, Kyle O'Reilly... All could have been fighting for the NXT championship for the last three years, three or four years, however long this has been around. And uh, we didn't get that. And now this kind of looks like it's coming to an end. And what happens next for Roddy? Just a little tidbit to think about as we move on. Mike, to number two with AEW.
1: (sighs) Matt, uh, we touched on it earlier in the show, but my God, Shaquille O'Neal did not embarrass himself. I I think he's actually put in the work uh, to look good in the (laughs) ring. Um, No, you know, we weren't asking him to have a Pat McAfee match, but he ate bumps for Cody. It looked great. And most importantly, the one thing that we give AEW a lot of grief for, uh, and I'm going to give them some grief here when I get to my moment number one, um, was the way they treat the women's division. (laughs) People are like, well, they, they don't know how to wrestle. And it's like, well, they don't get a chance to wrestle. And by God, Jade Cargill and Red Velvet got a chance. I know Jade is green. That's okay. We've seen Roman Reigns be green. Remember when he was green and he was coughing up phlegm in the ring because he was out of shape? That's okay. Let him get in shape. Let us see the progression. Uh, Jade got to show off her power moves. Uh, she looks fantastic. Uh, she's got the swag. She's got the... Uh, the stature, you know, she's going to run this division. Just let her figure it out. Stop making it like she's got to put on, you know, a, a pack omega match in her first viewing on TV. Let's just pump the brakes. She did a fantastic job for what she was asked to do, and Red Velvet, bless her, uh, made Jade, you know, just elevated the performance. Um, so, you know, Cody did his job. To, I'm going to get this big goof who hosts uh, TNT, uh, NBA talking head <laughs> chat. I'm going to mash his 300-pound ass in a wooden table. Um, So he factored him out of the decision. Matt, the women got to stand tall to end this segment. Loved it. Moment number two for me. Matt, moment number two. Next extra time wrestling. What do you got? Alright, number two, Mike,
0: this is where my fandom of these boys comes into play. Mike, this is one oh, of my favorite boys on NXT going at it. You got Danny, Mike. All
1: right. You got
0: one. Birch. You got Oni and you got, got Lorcan. All, All four, four of them those guys. There.
1: There's a real four horsemen for you. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh Mike, they went up against Champa and Thatcher. I mean, this was like a dream match for me. This this was my NXT tag team dream match. Uh, cause I don't think Champa and Thatcher are too long. Uh I don't want to say too long for this word. They're both gonna die. <laughs> the tag team existence isn't too long for this world. Um, oh. They there was a tease at the end of Imperium watching this match go down, and they I mean, it's why Thatcher and Champa lost, um, and 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 Larkin and Birch get the win. So I mean, you got great wrestling, and you you've got uh, they actually did a couple of times where all four men were laying down in the ring uh, because they were all swapping finishers and uppercuts and suplexes. It, it was just, it was great storytelling to say that these guys were just neck and neck, but the Imperium showing up at the top of the uh, entrance ramp, we just, we want to know what's happening. Are they just after the tag titles? Because Lurkin and Birch didn't give two shits. They didn't even look up and see Imperium, but Thatcher and Ciampa were the ones that were watching this happen. So for some reason, this really pulled Thatcher away or like pulled his attention out of the match. So you got to believe that somehow Thatcher and Ciampa are involved with this. But what is that? Like, that's where my intrigue is at. That's where, that's where my interest is at. I'm like, okay, this is pretty, I'm pretty interested right now to see like what, because it's not, it doesn't mean tag titles involved. It's not like, you know, so, so this is, this is the thing is I don't want to fantasy book it, but it would be kind of cool to see Imperium and Champa and Thatch, you know, somehow, if it's not about championships, are they going to be buddies? Because I'm all for it. All right. Uh, Mike. Moment number dishonorable mention.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: are, we calling, are, we calling,
1: are we calling him thatch or are we calling him Timothy? Because something about a uh, pro wrestler named Timothy always makes me giggle. Uh, I'm gonna say that, uh, dishonorable mention, Matt, it's actually both of our, it's a in a twist and a swerve, if you will. Uh, the uh, the, the dishonorable mention, <laughs> all
0: right, JR.
1: Good, uh, how, 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 uh, you, you know uh, uh you know where was division they they have a uh, but EW, uh, uh okay so i'm sorry i'm back on track all right so the dishonorable mention <laughs> Matt. it's both of our significant others that's right the mother of your children met the woman i own a house with both of them you know why because they will never show the affection The John Silver showed to Hangman Page. Nobody else will ever know love like John Silver showed to the Hangman. Shame on them. Shame on the rest of you. You should all love as much (laughs) and as deeply as John Silver does to Hangman Page. Now, moment number one, Matt, is unquestionably one of my favorite women's matches I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm thinking about my whole life right now. And this match made it. It made it into my thoughts. Matt, it was Nyla Rose versus... Uh Rio Mizunami. Whew, it was uh it was excellent. Um I confess I don't have a lot of uh Mizunami matches uh, in my memory uh archives and she just blew me away. Um, it was a lot like uh for me mixing the shenanigans of uh w- with the uh uh physical acumen of I, I just she looks like for me, like a Japanese Kevin Owens. Um it just, you know, I could think of Kevin Owens doing his little uh, tease of Enzo Amore, uh, you know, kicking back and forth on the ring apron. Um, and Mizunami kept <laughs> doing her, her mime, uh, like she was pulling herself across with an invisible rope. Um, but then she she brought out the best Nyla Rose match I've ever seen Nyla put on. Nyla looked so good. I thought, well, she's—I guess she's going to fight uh, Sheena um, at Revolution. Like it—it it was that great a performance. Um, I look at Nyla in a new light. Um, I look at uh, Mizunami in a new light. I'm going to be combing the YouTube archives and whatever I can find to watch more of her matches. Um, that just—I—I I don't know how they did this like three weeks in a row with three of my favorite women's matches AEW's ever done. And for some reason, they still wouldn't let those matches main event. Um, stunning, uh, stunning booking decisions uh, by the promoters. But Matt, I, we can't keep this too long. Um, I'm so excited to see Rio and Shida, uh pummel each like other on Sunday because they got they gave us a taste on Wednesday uh, with some really heavy uh, strong style stiff arms that uh, I think Nakamura would definitely bow ahead at for strong style, Matt. Dishonorable mention on NXT. There had to be one this week, you son of a gun.
0: Well, you know how much I love to cheat during this segment of the show. Uh, <clears throat> Mike, I mean, if th- if this was called the honorable mentions, I'd, uh, I'd obviously throw out LA Knight and getting involved with the Bronson Reed and Cameron Grimes match. And, of course, his promo before. That was wonderful. Uh, Mike, the way in therapy... Maybe not the best segment of all time. Had a couple chuckles in there. And Austin Theory, you talk about casting. He's a goofus, a goofus, malufus, if I may. Uh, he really gets those uh, those facial reactions. Uh, so I I'm all about that. Uh, but maybe my least favorite thing of the, of the night was Ember Moon and uh, Aaliyah going at it. Just not just not for me. Not fun. I'd rather Ember Moon was doing something better. All right. Uh, so that brings me to moment number one. Mike, this is moment number one because this is what the Women's Tag Team Championships is supposed to feel and look like. It look like an actual wrestling match. Uh, all four competitors actually want to win. And there's some story and intrigue mixed into it with Adam Pearce coming out to screw over the, the NXT Dusty Classic winners. Uh, like him, him sort of siding with the main event roster. So... There's even this idea that, you know, are they going to get a rematch? Which would be pretty nice. Only because it, it didn't really make sense uh, at this at this point for Shayna and Naya to go down to uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel. So with all that mixed together, you still had a hell of a match. And this whole thing was just about selling Raquel. Like, she is the beast of the NXT women's division. And she could take down Naya, She could take down Shayna. Like, this is her just being dominant. It was Dakota Kai getting beat up until she could finally tag in Raquel. Uh, but, yeah, it just turns out at the end of the match, uh, Raquel accidentally hits the ref. Adam Pierce runs out with another ref while um, uh, shayna has got uh, the Krufita cor- cru- – what's it called? What's the – Kirafuda? Klitsch right now. Kira Clutch. God, yeah. Kira Thank you. Right. Uh and she's screaming. Mike, you shared that tweet again today with Shayna screaming. But it you know, it was something where Dakota was was it was gonna be a loss, technically. But uh Pierce brought out a ref who wasn't actually a ref of the match. So um that's where all that came into play. So really if you think about it, Shayna did legitimately beat Dakota Kai, but um yeah, all that mixed together, great story. Intrigue. We had the NXT women, or the women. There, there it is. We had the women's tag team titles treated like an actual title, so they actually wanted to win it. All that mixed together. This is this is A plus. This is the number one moment of the night, easily.
1: Matt, glad they had an A plus hey, show to Mike, get kicked Mike, onto Tuesdays. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's move to AEW's uh, <laughs> Revolution is this Sunday, Matt. I'm very excited for this show. Um, uh, besides, uh, Paul White with a, a new so we're going to have a member of the new cast. We're going to have a new cast to save the show. Uh, that's a reference for two people. Uh, but in the pre-show, Matt, you know, we're going to get to see Thunder Rosa uh, tag team with Rio. And uh, apparently the storyline there is, we really liked what Rio and Thunder Rosa did in their singles match. So now they're friends. Um, they're going to battle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Britt Baker and Rebel. Uh Matt, there's no way Thunder Rosa and Rio are losing that match. That's okay. I'm just very excited for that. Matt, we uh we got a full card here. Uh, I thought because we're 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 really pressing it for time today, we're already over an hour. Uh we're gonna just try and, and sprint through some of these and some of the, the storyline intrigues. Um the casino tag team, uh battle royale. Um the rules on this one are just so long. <laughs> Because you know tag teams are part of a, a, a royal rumble essentially, uh, but the tag team's not eliminated until both members of the tag team are out. Um, there's a bunch of goofs who are going to be in this match, but I think there's only one team that we should expect to see on top, and it's a very exciting prospect. Um, they were allowed to have a squash. We they were allowed to squash. <laughs> they were allowed to squash somebody on Wednesday. Uh, they've, they've been doing really well. And then the, the show, on uh, Dynamite ended in a schmoz and these two guys came out and kicked everybody's ass, Matt. Whew, Phoenix and Pac, I think are taking this, uh, Royale tournament. Matt, talk me out of it.
0: Um, the, uh, Butcher and the Blade. There we no! go. I'm convinced. <laughs> Look, I, 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 am going to confess. This is the match where I, I have, I couldn't possibly pick someone and I would be doing a disservice to all the listeners because I real, like, I have to go, I'm going right now. I'm trying to find the match card so I can see everybody that's in this. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess those are the first two faces I, I recognized on the, uh, the, I just have a picture. I don't have a match card. Bullshit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, 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 couldn't possibly talk you out of it. And like I said, I'd be doing a disservice because I would just be talking out of my ass and have no real, well, <laughs> so you know, do you
1: prefer that? Should I? Yeah, please, uh, spread your butt cheeks and talk out your butt. Uh, I think that uh, it's time for <laughs> Pac to, to start fighting for some championships. He's, he's too good to be, you know, on the sidelines. I want to start seeing this guy wearing some gold, maybe. Um, you know this is AEW, so we got we got another tag team match, and there's more to come. Uh, Miro and Kip Sabian against Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. <sighs> this is one of the few times we're actually watching Miro and Kip like tag. I, I can't believe Miro is going to lose in uh, like his pay per view debut. There's it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I, his promo was, was pretty nice. Uh, I, I like the mention uh, this past week where he said, enough of these games. And, I, you know, honestly, I thought that's what we were doing when Miro left WWE and came to AEW. So I hope this is something where, you know, this Mike, maybe this is like the most meta storytelling and he was really, for, the, for a moment, he was playing WWE, you know, Rusev. But now he's finally going to be Miro. Like, if that is what's going on and the storytelling is way over my head, you know, bravo. But ultimately, I think that's not what was happening. I think they had some poor decision-making when he walked in, and I think they're now finally going to push him into being Miro slash the Rusev we always wanted. So this has to absolutely be a win for Miro.
1: Yeah, um... I am fine watching a funny spot or two from uh Cassidy. I bought the shirt, but I also bought the Miro shirt because I'm hoping this guy finally gets like, you know, a main event chance. Um, I think he's 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 overdue uh for that opportunity. Uh but give me Miro and Kip all day. Matt. Woo woo! The match has got me all aflutter. That AEW women's championship, baby. Shida versus Rio Mizunami. Matt! I'm hoping this isn't an O for two uh, for Miz's. Uh We saw one Miz go down on Monday, Matt. Are we going to see another Miz, uh, you know, fall in the throes of defeat this Sunday, Matt? Your thoughts on a double Miz loss? <laughs>
0: that's, this that's so funny because is- that that was kind of going over my head because I, I I was looking for uh, a photo of of Hikaru Shida and <laughs> Ryo, but uh, it, so I, I I get it. Um, I, I think it's better for Sheeta to win this. I think her hanging on to the title. I I don't know what the relationship is here. Um, if, uh, Ryo Rio. Yes. Is, is sticking around. Um, so I, I would just, I would just stick with Hikaru Shida. I would say we had a great women's tournament and, uh, no point in building new superstars, uh, because, Iko is the one that needs to continue to be built as the super-duper, you know, unstoppable women's champion.
1: All right. Not a bad way to go. I just, I was so sold on this one match. I couldn't believe how good Mizunami was. I was just, I I, I had a big, goofy Christmas, like, Christmas morning smile on my face because I, I uh, it's like, you know, when, when you first discovered ACDC, like, wow, this is, this is something we can experience all the time. Um, and she just put on like uh, the first time you heard ACDC in your head, like just, wow, incredible stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, she, you know, at some point we need to make sure that there's somebody who, who runs the show. Um, and if Mizunami going to go back to Japan, uh, this is just a kind of a cool, you know, little feather in the cap for her to come to AEW. Um, kind of increase that global presence of uh all elite wrestling um yeah and let and let sheeta be on top i i can't i can't hate you for the pick but man am i a mark from Mizunami right now um, let's do this next match match with the face of the revolution ladder match um so you eventually get to fight uh Dolby you like Allen. what <laughs> you
0: what I, I said did you like that go go ahead
1: Man, this delay it's is killing. Up. Yeah, um, so we got Cody Rhodes, Scorpio's <laughs> guy. Uh, we got Penta. We got uh, the Murder Hawk himself, Lance Archer, Max Caster, and Matt, one of your favorite wrestlers of all time, TBA. We'll see who that is. Uh, in this match, I gotta think it's the Murder Hawk or the TBA. I-, I do not see Cody Rhodes triumphing here. I think he's in a spot to get everybody over. Um, so I'm taking, I'm taking the field over the favorite Cody Rhodes.
0: No, I, I agree with that. I think this is, um, this, this is maybe where, like where I said, disappointing would be Ethan page. Maybe this is where he fits in. Um, so (laughs) I, I just, you know, that's another fart for for me, or as uh, Greg put it earlier, a whisper in the wind. Uh, I didn't actually get to share that because I was going to come back to it and I'm on a different screen. But anyway, uh, good call, Greg, calling it the whisper in the wind. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd rather have Murderhawk go over on this one, uh, especially if it was Ethan Page. And I, I do agree. I think Cody here, is spo- he's supposed to throw us off. He's supposed to make it look like, yeah, he would put on, you know, a great. Um, uh TNT championship match but I, I i do think he knows what's up and i think he he's going down uh so that that's my fight against TBA but i i was also going murder hawk because he's just been tearing it up uh the last few weeks and um yeah you you build a guy to look strong like that he should probably take one of these championships one of these days
1: yeah i mean if he's going to you know go go to war against Ray Phoenix i feel like there should be some sort of ultimate payoff um you know, Because we know the esteem that the company and we, the fan, hold uh, for Phoenix is one of the most creative luchador-style wrestlers, I'm going to say it, of all time. Um, so, yeah, let's do something with that. Let's let Murder Hawk cook, um, and let's put him in another you know, David Goliath match against Dobby Allen. Um, but, yeah, we got uh, – speaking of Dobby Allen, man, he's going to tag team with Sting. It's Sting! against brian cage and ricky Starks, um for this match i i don't uh i don't know if i need a lot out of sting uh for me i i just i feel like sting is coming back he's tag teaming with darby allen because he sees something in darby allen um you know for you know like the hardcore aew fan is a is a big mark for the guy but i don't know if he's quite at the Uh, you know, transcendent level, um, you know, that I think he, you know, could potentially be at because he is so gifted in the ring. Um, Matt, do you see Sting kind of elevating the status of our uh, TNT champion Darby Allen?
0: Yeah. And I think that's what this is, this is all about. Now I I could see this going either way at first when I, when I saw this on the card, I said, obviously this is going Sting and Darby Allen, but it it could be more about having Sting go down, uh Darby looking strong and, and maybe setting up another TNT championship match. Um but I I, I think this is about getting Sting involved and that, that's that's more or less gonna help elevate everybody in this match because it, I, I think if, if I had to pick out Ricky Starks from a crowd um before I see him on a on an ad like this, it'd be tough for me to do. But if I get to watch him in a match with Sting, like it is elevating him to be in this match. And especially with the TNT championship as his other opponent. Um, And I I apologize to everybody. That's a huge Ricky Starks fan, but that's, I'm sorry. That's the long, that's the long and short of it for my opinion. Um, Obviously not the same for Brian cage. I think he's, he's a super duper star. Um, But I'm just saying, you know, from, from either end, I, I think you could make an argument for either of these teams winning. I think, The argument for Ricky Starks getting a pin is is huge for a guy like me, who needs to recognize his face when he walks into him in a crowd. Like, uh, head to the airport, walk into Ricky Starks. Why? Well, because he pins Sting at AEW Revolution. Uh, So that's the type of booking I I think Matt needs uh, to move forward. Now, Mike, quick quick, uh, request. Uh, We have a list of matches, and uh, you need to go in order so that Matt's picture that comes up next matches what we're going to talk about. So I, I don't know
1: what we're doing next, but you, you All right, start you, and I guess I'll find You do find the, ne- the, you do the next one, to. Matt. You do the next one. I don't want to, I know you got no, a nice sledge over I there. Gotta... And... All right. Oh, here we go. Matt, we got uh, the Hangman Adam Page versus Matt Hardy in the match. I'm go. looking forward Thank to you. the least. Uh, this is a long card. I'm definitely going to go to the bathroom during this <laughs> match. Um, And I love, I love what Hangman's doing. He's, like when well, they keep putting him in these uh, tag team affairs with Hardy, or uh, tag team affairs against Hardy, um, and it's okay. We get old and long in the tooth, and we just you know we're not as athletic as we used to be. And I just think it's it's really glaring uh, to see kind of where they're at. I, I don't know if this feud really gets Hangman, you know, any higher uh, past the the mid card um so this match does not do a lot for me i don't see either man really getting ahead in this match the only thing that can happen is hangman could get dragged down um and knowing what an important part of this company he is that cannot happen Matt, if i was a gambling man this is the 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 match i would all in all my chips are going in hangman has to win this
0: well, your win isn't going to be that great. You're probably going to be in the negative for how much you <laughs> need to put down to actually win a buck. Um, like, this absolutely needs to be Hangman Page. This is something, Mike, when I look at the card and I look at, like, recent WWE pay-per-views and NXT takeovers, and I go, oh, my God, I'm going to be, Mike, I'm going to be in, in bed by, like, 930. Yeah. This is the type of match that's going to keep us up till 11, 12 o'clock, and I'm not happy about it, to be completely honest. This is garbage. I don't need to see this. I I we both know Adam better win this match. It's not even that Adam will. Like he better goddamn win this match. And, and this this is so I don't know. This is so far from the point. But like come on, man. Like he's got to have a voice in this too. Like I don't know. This is just too many matches on this card. I think people will be happier going to bed early than knowing that I'm going to lose to Hangman, like I, I think you're right that this does. The only person that this could help is Matt Hardy getting a win. If it's like, well, we gotta give him one more main event push before he hits hits the bricks. But I mean, even then, I don't want to see him in a main event push. It, it should be about giving Hangman the rub. It, it and that's just he doesn't need the Matt Hardy rub. Matt Hardy doesn't mean what he used to mean anymore. So there's a lot of anger in me analyzing this match, but number one for me, this shouldn't exist, because I like going to bed at 9.30. Um, and and number two, it's just, like, does Matt still have it? I think when I see him running around the ring hit the ropes, it looks like he's holding a poop in his pants. So I don't need to see that. I He, he really struggles to go from rope to rope.
1: So I, he I does... Just, he has favored I don't know, our show the, a few times. I just don't... I don't need to see... Uh, man, this is essentially Hangman Page is Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans, and Matt Hardy is Franz Nielsen of the Detroit Red Wings, and they're playing basketball. I, I don't need to see it right now, it's so, I don't need to see it. Matt Hangman better win this match, or I'm gonna lose it. Goddamn $60. All right, Ooh, I like that. That was pretty good. Here we go. We got the AEW World. Tag Team Championship match: Young Bucks versus uh, Chris Jericho and that motherfucking JF. Um, I t- <laughs> for me, I'm I have tepid excitement for this match, if only because I get that Jericho and MJF are two of the best storytellers in the whole company. Like nobody, arguably the world, uh, as far as getting a storyline over with a couple of microphones, right, and a uh, maybe a smooth jazz number for them to dance to, but. Whew, like uh you know we talk about wrestling being a circus and you know the different acts and tents that you might want to particularly visit young bucks matches they're not the, my i'm gonna go to it but it's not my favorite i get that some people love it and i love those people for loving it uh but seeing them go against jericho and mjf i don't really i don't really have a horse in this uh in this race um I'm just rooting for a, a do. well done match. Um, <laughs> the, the, the one thing that's going to happen is there's going to be some inner circle people. Uh, the good brothers are going to interfere. I see a lot of shenanigans in this match. I will be stunned if this is just a standard two on two. Um, there's not a handful of uh, buffoons running out uh, and putting in their input. <laughs> um, I. This and the Matt Hardy match are the two I'm actually not looking forward to. Uh, the rest of the card I'm, I'm drooling over. I can't wait to see some of this stuff. But this match, I, uh, I, I don't know. Something about the build it just hasn't quite hasn't, hasn't quite struck that chord. Um, I'm hoping the Young Bucks take it as the legitimate tag team of the two teams. I storyline wise, by the way, I. I Storyline wise, by the way, if Jericho and MJF take it and then start feuding with the Inner Circle, I can get behind that story. But did we also have to sacrifice the tag team titles to do that? So here's my thing: after watching the promos uh,
0: from yesterday, I, I just—it's so funny how like miles beyond the Young Bucks, like MJF is, and and Jericho, we all know, is a legendary on on the mic um i mean they sold this for me as i I, i'm going to be disappointed because i want mjf and jericho so goddamn bad and uh they're not gonna win it and i know that it's it's just uh what did mjf said like um he thinks he's slick and his hair's not that thick nick like that is so great Uh, referring to, you know, Matt and Nick Jackson, but um, they were telling the story about why would they (laughs) Uh, they were telling the story about why would they beat up uh, the Young Bucks dead, and then uh, the Young Bucks came out and gave this really flat, like, oh yeah, well that's because our dad taught us to love Jesus, unlike your dad, and I was just kind (laughs) of like, "All right, let's separate faith from pro you, you weren't at home just doing here. a I, slow I clap. That. You weren't doing a slow oh, clap yeah. for Jesus. For Dad
1: taking you to church? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just slow clap for Jesus. That's what it was. Slow clap for Jesus.
1: Um, oh, no, Matt, Matt, hold on. Sorry, not hot fucking... tag, hot tag. What if yeah. Matt, the ultimate evangelical <laughs> Hall of Fame wrestler of all time, comes out? Shawn Michaels joins the Young Bucks as their new adoptive (laughs) dad
0: he'd fit none of them have hair anymore uh or they're all losing it so they could uh, be like
1: wait wait they could be like this i'm sorry i love you
0: oh beautiful mike you just melted my heart all right that's it i'm I'm going for the young bucks um (laughs) it's just like this is obviously set up and even though we just saw the young bucks were you know they're going to be bad like what just a few months ago or maybe it's two two earth seasons ago or uh, you know what i mean like spring summer fall winter um so they, they were really pushing these guys as being bad uh but yeah. now you know a couple of weeks later now they're super good because they're facing MJF and Chris Jericho and they bring up faith and it's just kind of like all right, I'm going to go with Satan on this one. So MJF, Chris Jericho all the way, which means I set myself up for disappointment because it most certainly is not going to go that way.
1: <sighs> Matt, that means we've made it. This delay is it. killing us. I know. We've made it to the main event. Matt, oh. it is Kenny Omega. <laughs> it is Jon Moxley. Matt, it is the exploding barbed wire death match. Um, JR even said, "Well, uh, uh, I've never seen one of these before." So, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Excalibur and Shivani had to look at each other and, like. Anyway, we're gonna have an exploding death death <laughs> match with Kenny Omega and John Moxley. May, uh, this match is gonna be incredibly violent. It's gonna be incredibly entertaining. This is what. <laughs> This is one of the reasons that John left WWE. He's, he loves death matches. He loves punishment. And I think Kenny Omega is. We, this is our second time inventing a word today. Uh, I'm going to say Kenny's the most. He's the gamest. Gamest? Gamest. He is gamest for anything wrestling. Gamerist. He, gamerist. Yeah. He's the gamerist. Uh, not to be confused <laughs> with gaming, which some people can be if they wrestle too much uh i'm looking at you shane mcmahon a lot of sweat a lot of sweat uh but kenny omega is the gamerist and i think if he sees john blowing himself up on a stick of dynamite omega is definitely going to want his turn uh with his his guts strewn about the ring uh at the end of this match i don't care <laughs> i don't care who wins this is just going to be a treat for everybody who loves wrestling. Uh, for everybody who loves over-the-top, cartoonish violence, and we're gonna get a hell of a lot of it. AEW has set a hell of a precedent uh, with some of their, you know, summer stampede matches and uh, Cody Rhodes exploding through things. Uh, you know, I think wasn't Moxley's debut. He, I think, he put Kenny Omega through a glass table. Uh, this is uh, this is gonna be pretty pretty thrilling stuff. Um, for not for the weak at heart, I imagine. Matt, uh, the winner is gonna be Omega, but the emotional winner of my god, what did John Moxley do to his body for our entertainment? Matt, this is where that sixty dollars is coming in. This is where the sixty dollar get the sixty dollar firework. We're gonna strap John Moxley to it. We're gonna <laughs> shoot him to the moon. Matt, it's gonna happen. Moxley's <laughs> going to the moon on a firework. Man, are you jacked for this match like I am? Woo!
0: <laughs> yeah, this I mean, this is everything we want out of pro wrestling. I think this is yeah. easily going to be something we come back to at the end of the year. I mean, it's, it's March 4th uh, today, yeah. so this is what? This is March 7th is when this yeah. is going down. Uh, yeah. We're going to be talking about this for match of the year candidate. Uh, this this is easily going to be the most fun we have all night. And I, I say that also because I think after this match, whatever goes down is going to be incredibly important to the rest of Kenny Omega's run because I do think he's winning. I think the fact that we all know he's winning takes a little bit away from this match, which is why they made it the exploding barbed wire death match because if it was just a one-on-one, eventually it would feel flat because we all know Kenny's going over. So I think that is going to be explosive that match uh if i may but uh whoever whoever the surprise person is that uh, the big show or paul white is uh saying is coming i think that's when we get it at the end of this match and i think that's huge i, I think it'll be incredible and i i think the whole night's gonna wrap into this thing that you know is, is going to be talked about for the rest of the year and you know, Revolution nailed it and was a pay per view of the year until the next AEW pay per view comes out. Um, but yeah, I think I they they know how to do a uh, you know like an like an MCU like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They don't just give you a good show in the middle; they got to get you hyped for the next one. Um, where I, I think one of the issues with WWE is they they have with so many pay-per-views ended a lot of shows with just like a straight up singles match and the bell goes off and that's it, which is fine. And I think you and I have been upset a couple of times when matches don't just end clean, right? But AEW kind of gets this other angle where they're going to give you that clean finish, but they're also going to tease whatever's going on. And then you can't wait for Wednesday because some, somebody amazing is going to show up or, you know, we want to see what a going to say on Wednesday. Like that's, that's what's gonna happen. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going that level, you know. Maybe, maybe I'm right with Alistair Black, uh, which would be pretty neat because I think that would be a hell of a, a rivalry. But um, you yeah. know, let, let's we'll move on. We, we we spoke our piece about who we think it's gonna be.
1: But uh, that's that's uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't where, wait. That's where my head's at. I can't wait. And if we don't hang out together, man, AEW's getting a hundred and twenty dollars of brothers of discussion money. Woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where can the beautiful people yeah. find us let's ride off into that sunset
0: yeah thanks for tuning in everybody this is a hell of a show this is pretty long it's gonna take forever for me to edit um just to download probably uh yeah. find us at bod podcast.com and brothers of discussion.com it's at bod podcast on twitter and at brothers underscore of underscore discussion on uh, uh what's that called instagram and uh please Does us a world of good on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. The review is going to do us a world of wonder. And um, what else is there? I think that's it. Yep. Check check all that stuff out. Oh, right. And if you're watching this on YouTube right now, there's a a button underneath Mike. If Mike points down right now, you'll see the subscribe button. If you hit that, you're not going to miss the show. And, uh, of course, when you hit subscribe, turn on those notifications because then it's going to say, hey, Brothers of Discussion are going live. Don't miss it. Uh, it's every Thursday night, and uh, maybe more. Maybe we'll do a post-revolution show. Who knows? Maybe I can talk Mike into 15 minutes. But the only way you're going to know is if you subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. So get on that, everybody. Make sure uh, make sure we make a ton of money. All right.
1: Get on Look the- <sighs> how cute you are.